All right. Welcome, 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 kings and queens. Welcome. Super excited. Thank you so much for being here to the OI Art versus AI Art panel. I'm Yuani Hughes, CEO of Great Gale, and this is all brought to you in part by Elevate with E podcast. And I'm going to introduce my panelists so they can introduce themselves. Let me bring them on. First up is Lee Juasso. What's up, people? All right. And Lee, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Greetings, people. I am Lee Juasso, owner of JuassoGraphics.com. We are the world's largest wearable art gallery for black art. We've given over tens of thousands of dollars to black artists from all around the world. We've raised over $100,000 for black artists from all over the world. We want to make sure they're in position to generate passive income so they can fuel whatever creative pursuits they want to accomplish. Awesome. Awesome. Check him out. Next up is Mahanle Waters. All right. There we go. Oh, Hi, everyone. Perfect. <laughs> All right. And tell us a little bit about yourself, Maanle. Yes. Hi, my name is Maanle Waters. I know it's a little intimidating, but it's really easy once you get to know it and say it multiple times. <laughs> but it's Maanle Waters, and I am a cosplayer. I cosplay Vigilance, which is in a comic book that is created by Freestyle Comics. So I absolutely love her. She's a black superhero and she's actually employed by the federal government and she's also a superhero. So she does a double job. You know how us ladies are. We always gotta have multiple hats we wear. Additionally, I am I'm the creator of Black Girl Nerdy World and I am a business owner. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Okay, next up we've got Jordan Taylor Davis. All right, what's up fam? Awesome. Thanks for having me on. No problem. No problem, man. Tell us a little bit, about, a little bit about yourself. Um, hey, everybody. I'm Jordan Davis. I'm the creator of Love Blurds, which is a, a action, fantasy, romance comedy about two blurds in love and zany, over-the-top adventures. Um, I'm also the creator of Blacklight Visions, which is an IP development company for Black artists. And also, we're going to serve. We're serving as a, a hub for networking to help black artists, creatives, and entrepreneurs compete effectively with the tools they need to succeed. Awesome. 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 Boom. Okay. 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 Next up is Lena Sanchez. Hi, everybody. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay, perfect. Hi, my name is Lena Saint. I am the CEO of Dope Girls Comics writer-creator of Afro Demon series, and it's nice to meet you all. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much, panelists, for joining. This is truly an amazing, amazing discussion. I can't wait to get into it. But first things first, just want to clear up in case anyone is unfamiliar with the terms we're going to bring up. So let me just share the screen. Let me just get it right now. Hold on. And just basically so you can see what this is all about. It's just loading on my end. There we go, right there. Okay, good. So what I will do is go back to here. There we go, there we go. Present, share screen, window. Let me just do this screen right here. All right, so can everyone see this? Yes. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. So again, this is the OI Art versus AI Art panel, the Battle for Your Dream series. We've introduced all of the panelists. Again, I'm the moderator, Yuani Hughes. 
And for anyone that does not know what OI art is, briefly, OI art stands for organic art as well as original art. It refers to art created by humans. And what is AI art? AI art stands for artificial intelligence art. It refers to art created by machines based on stealing from humans. That is what it is. And let me go on to the next topic of, where is it right here? So the etymology of art. Okay, can everyone see that? Yes. Okay, so based on etymon line, which is a great resource for etymologies, super important. Um, art is defined as a skill as a result of learning or practice. It literally deals with human workmanship. Now, in addition to that, when we look at artificial, artificial means not natural or spontaneous. So contrived by human skill and labor, which is such an interesting dynamic because we have art and then we have artificial intelligence art, but still along the way, one way or another, the humans always gotta be a part of it. Taking them out of the equation, it changes everything. Now, this entire panel is about OI art versus AI art. So if you're watching this, you can comment let me know if you're team AI art, if you're team OI art, what do you think? Do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, now, the next thing I want to show you is this. Although a lot of people discuss many topics regarding the OI art and um, AI art and how amazing it is, one thing that is very important is the fact that even though it shows, as you can see, a lot of beautiful art, now the back end is that these companies that are creating this are literally being hit with copyright lawsuits. This is just one of many. So although it's amazing, although the AI art looks beautiful, the other side from a business standpoint is that there's liabilities involved, there's copyright lawsuits, there's multiple. So it's very interesting where we're at right now with this technology. So I would say check out this type of article. Another article to check out as well is because these some of these are very long, so I'm not going to go through all of them. The legal battle over AI art by Brad Caldwell, amazing, amazing discussion. It's both sides he covers. And another thing to check out is this video right here, which is why artists are fed up with AI art by Sam Does Art. Um, now, let me just get out of this for a second. Stop screen, okay, so we're back. So that was just briefly touching on what AI art is, what OI art is, so I just wanna, um, Pass this along to the panelists. What do you think of AI art? I think it's, I think so, it's horrible. so horrible. Cause it's like, it takes away an actual artist that put work into their craft shine. And it's like, I, I, I don't approve. I will sue them too, if I was an artist. But then again, I heard, you know, where art, with certain art, um, even if you was to copyright it, that doesn't always mean, you know, you have the right to it just because you drew it. Other people can copy. So it's like, you know, it's unfair, but you, I don't think you could do much about it neither. Okay. I, I see it as a tool. I see AI art as a tool that's gone sentient. 
that's become that's trying to get rights like a tool that's coming alive and i i don't think it's healthy right now i don't think we're ready for it i don't think it's a bad thing but the way it's being brought up and being brought I, I don't think it's healthy for the industry because right now people are able to use it as like their de facto way of making art like they're trying to become artists using ai art and it's like it's it's complicated it gets real complicated um so i would say it's a tool that i don't think we're ready for right now and it has its it has some pros and some cons but i really feel like with ai i, I really feel like the cons outweigh the pros right now for ai art. Right. just right now my yes. personal oh. i'm sorry no that's all right go for it my personal opinion is that uh, regardless if we're ready or not, we are moving into the next phase, Web3. We are literally getting into digital real estate. And so it's going to be important to be able to not take or steal anyone's art, but to enhance your art. Imagine only having to do half the work and then allowing what is called a, a generative adversary network to finish the rest of your work and be able to not only you know, display it in those digital um, worlds where such as the metaverse, I'm actually a math, uh, ambassador for one and being able to own it and allow people to own shares of it. So that way they can, can, can generate income for you because it is yours. You provided that original art, but you allow the AI to finish it for you. And it allows us to be able to optimize job opportunities moving into the web three level. Agreed. Perfect. It is a tool and it does allow people to be more productive, but more specifically, it allows artists to be more productive. Uh, there's different artistic skills, be them editing or illustration or animation. And when you're well versed in utilizing tools, but you've already had the foundational education that most artists receive, you're able to use tools to enhance the things you're already able to do. So, for example, I can already draw and I can edit pictures and stuff. So I can combine a whole bunch of AI generated pictures into a new image that encapsulates what I want to be able to do better. So it 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 allows a democratized um, a democratized product to be given to people who previously didn't have a budget that would allow for such a product. So for them now they get access to a level of art they previously were financially barred from and they might be able to use that that drawing that piece of of art as a a seed to grow from so that they can eventually pay for better and more original art in the future but i think it's it's similar to um how you go on amazon and if you can't afford the gopro i have to go and get something that was made by slaves in china and <laughs> factory where it was made is probably going to be the same slave factory where some slaves in china was making something you wanted anyway <laughs> That's amazing, amazing topics. Um, my opinion, well, I'm the one that initiated this, as, as you can tell from the meme with the big AI hand with 11 fingers, <laughs> you already know how I feel about it. I believe that AI art is the highest level of creative theft I've seen in my entire life. Because one thing I didn't get to touch on with the links that I brought up is that the way how this information that's being used with the AI art, because I can see it as a tool. It is a tool. It is interesting. It's an interesting tool. But the way how it's structured, the fact that they've data laundered and scraped the internet, taken 5.3 billion images online without copyright holders, actual insight saying, yes, I want this information used or no. All that data is being put into their systems. 
it's being taken and it's being put in and then they're using diffusion. They're bringing things together, putting the data points, switching it around and then in outputting it to you. Now we talked about, and as you mentioned panelists that it's beneficial, it can help people. There's actually, you can use it to raise your income, grow your business. When you're doing things, because what you put in is what you get out. It's just the way how life is. There's the law of reciprocity. What you put in is what you get out. So when you're using a tool whose root is stealing from other people to create your end goal or your end product, and then the U.S. Go copyright gov, um, U.S. Copyright Office cannot protect it because you have no human authorship in it. And if you can't do that, you can't trademark it. So it has no commercial inherent value. So if it has no commercial inherent value based on theft, even if you were to put it out and put it out and people keep seeing it, they can take your AI art, reuse it, resell it, put it on Fiverr, Etsy, so on and so forth. And you can't put a cease and desist. You can't sue them. You're basically fighting to the bottom. Ethically, it's unsustainable. Technological-wise, it's fascinating. But that's just my two cents on AI art. It's gonna be it's gonna be a very interesting discussion. This one, man. That's just the tip tip of the iceberg. So, do you think that the AI art will help or harm the art industry? I'll go. Um, I feel like it'll hurt it. But it'll also pave, pave a path for for greater things. Um, and just to piggyback off of what you said, I I believe a, a, an important question is where are they getting this AI? Um, where are they getting their AI art from? You know, because eventually it'll be monopolized. You know, and then people will be thinking that they're AI artists, but actually, like you said, they'll it, it'll be cyclical, and they'll just be um, regurgitating stolen art. You know, pushing it as as they pushing stolen art, signing up for a program from a business, and then regurgitating stolen art and saying it's theirs hurts hurts the industry hurts uh the buyers hurts because imagine you go to somebody they say they they can hook you up you know they they give you this great piece you put it up in your store or you sell it to somewhere else and then you get a cease and desist and copyright laws and it turns into a huge mess um so it it can it can it can help but right now, I really think I, I really think right now the way it's being implemented and the gold rush for it, I think really all the eyes on it right now is hurting it more than anything. If it was like a quiet tool that people were like, oh, some people do do this, some people do that, I think that would be completely different. But right now with all eyes on it and uh, people lining up people that have no artistic talent and don't have the patience to try and are like i want to be an artist what's the website you know and then they do 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 now i'm an artist um i think it's hurting i think it's hurting and I, i'll i'll leave it at that i mean let's i mean think about it guys we have many industries where fraudulent activity happens all the time, where someone steals someone's logo, someone steals someone's uh, song, someone steals someone's product uh, design. 
it's going to happen. We're evolving. And that's what this is telling us. It's telling us that we need to be with the times. It's going to be obsolete soon to actually do things publicly often. It's going to be more of the norm to find ourselves digitally and creating avatars to represent ourselves in this artificial world. I agree with you, Iwani. I do not condone the idea of people using this software to steal, but it's going to happen. That's why it's the beginning of this. It's going to create laws that will begin to protect them. It may even backdate, especially like one of your articles showed that the gentleman was actually creating a, an art on his page. And someone, before he finished it, took it, put it inside some automated generator and created and the rest of it and posted it before he finished because he was doing it organically. He did it artificially. Eventually, we're going to get to a place where that's not going to be able to happen. Just like when we moved into digital currency, our dollar is not backed by much of anything. And so now we're finding new resources to be able to gain weight. Well, excuse me. So if you look at this, you look at this as an opportunity to take what is originally yours and create it into something that will never go away. Imagine the Mona Lisa being able to be digitalized. You know what I'm saying? You're never going to get a Mona Lisa again. But what you can do is you can always keep your digital art eternal. You understand? That will last for generations. That is your something that won't warp, something that won't, you know, disintegrate. And it's actually moving with where we're headed. So that's my viewpoint on it. If anything, the digital, the digitization of art creates a greater split between the OI artists and the AI artists because the, the two now have different skill sets. There's an art of prompting and how to get certain things out of different prompts and how to build on top of that, much in the same way that you can foundationally build a, um, a drawing or a painting either physically or digitally. So I think as time comes, those will become separate, just like the ways that you make digital art aren't the same ways that you make an oil painting. And in terms of the legal aspect, we've all been on the internet. We've all seen a whole bunch of people that draw exactly like Akira Toriyama and Masashi Kishimoto and Tight Kubo. And what artists do as an illustrator is what we all do. We go on Instagram, Pinterest, DeviantArt. We do research. We get inspiration. And then we take all those pieces of inspiration and we bring them into whatever the heck piece we're making. Most of us aren't drawing with an original style because most of us aren't purely inspired artistically from ourselves. We draw from all these different sources. So the good thing about the technology and what the technology will never do, because it would be stupid for the creators of the technology to do it, which is the thing that law could do, is the creators of the technology, the law could be put in place where they are forced to show the different art that the inspirations came from, much in the same way that with uh, uh, NFT, you can see everybody who's attached to the NFT. That way, you know, which art and whose art is being used in order to generate a piece. However, you'll never do that because one, they're not legally required to. And then second, from a business decision, doesn't make any sense to do because even if you were to dole out payments based on those people doing things, the cost of AI art would then rise so exponentially that it wouldn't make sense to make it anymore. Well, we still have digital contracts. So don't X out that opportunity to be able to mint your piece um, and being able to get the right credit and the right recognition for it. So I wouldn't go into anything with your original art without at least making sure that your information is going to be shown, you're getting the credit. And that's even with show business. That's even with music. You don't want to go into something, giving away your product, knowing that it's out there for sharks to pick up. 
You want to be able to be responsible with making sure you're getting the proper credit. And that requires the research. That requires the education behind understanding how the AI would be able to benefit you. Um, it's important to be progressive in the way that we think as creatives because we could easily be left behind with all of the new ventures that the world is getting into. I mean, we have access to everything, any and every information, even false information. So it's important for us to be prepared to go into this next wave. It's not about um, staying in the past. Uh, we have to evolve. That is what art is anyway. It evolves with the traumas and it evolves with the love and it evolves with the excitement and the sadness that we go through throughout our journey in life. It's also the same with transitioning when we're starting to move into a new phase as a unit as a whole, as far as the world is concerned. Wow, that was so much. And right. I really, really agree to a degree, but I feel it's a split. That's the whole reason why I'm having this discussion. It's so amazing because you can see the utility of it. You can put in your style as an artist, the technology will take it together and then it will spit it out. And then you'll be able to get your art done faster. I've done a lot of professional development within the last couple of months, year even. Grant Cardone, billionaire said, success loves speed. Um, same thing as Dr. Golden, so many people. Success is attracted to speed. You know, Nikki, who works with um, Dr. Eric Thomas said, you can flood the digital streets with AI art. So there is a monetary benefit. But we look at it like this. If OI art was fresh food, grapes, you know, vegetables, things that you can grow in your garden, and AI art is fast food, candy, Skittles, juice. Now, you can see where I'm going with this. You take both of those and you consume them day after day for an entire year. What is the state of your body going to be in one year? Now, remember, it's still the same, you know. The fruits and all that stuff are more expensive to attain, right? But they're better for you. And the AI art is quick, it's easy, it's simple, but there's a catch. These dyes, all this food, all the stuff that they put in it. Now, it looks beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It looks beautiful. It's quick. But is it worth it? That's the thing. The long-term impl implementation and implication that is connected to it is what I want to bring up. Now, I feel, in my opinion, this is going to commoditize art. Because what is art? Art is a skill. Like when we talked about it, how do you attain skills? Through work, through ethics, through actually putting in the grind to get it done. Anyone that's done business knows that it takes skill to run a business successfully. Doing art, writing, having a podcast, it takes skill. That's acquired naturally over time. Now, what happens when you commoditize things is you take the skill level out of it and then you simplify it to the point that anyone can do it. What is the inherent danger of it? Once you commoditize art, the value will drop because if I can prompt something and it's done in 30 seconds, how much could I really charge for that? What value will actually be attributed to it? And in addition to that, Everyone knows that when you create art, there is a story. There is a challenge involved. To get chapter one done, I went through so much. I lost my grandfather. COVID happened. I almost passed out like from stress. I had to work on his funeral arrangement. I have that story, and I can attribute it to this art. So when I say it's Brave Onwards Limit Destroyer, I can literally say that, and it's connected to the story, because stories sell. Facts tell, but stories sell. Now, if you do the same thing with AI art and it takes you 30 seconds, what story could you really tell? What story? You could tell so much. No, but like <laughs> from the, the transitioning and growth, because Lee, you know it. 
How long did it take you to actually become proficient at the level of your art? That's the problem with with our the community the subculture that we exist in is beautiful because it allows our people to tell our stories and engage with each other. However, the thing prohibiting our subculture from expanding is ultimately funds. And it's not even a problem of people getting money because people will be getting bans off of Kickstarters. The problem is <laughs> retaining the funds and then being able to circulate the funds inside of the community. Because if I'm paying this person halfway across the world to go make my pages for me, because African-American artists in particular are too rare and too expensive right. and sometimes don't have the art style that I want in order to create what I want. I've put myself in a position where I'm funding somebody else's community to get my comic drawn and then funding somebody else's community to get my project printed and then funding somebody else's community mm -hmm. so that I can have a place to sell my art. And hopefully my people show up to that place, enough of them in that space so that I can sell my comic. And even then, I'm still got to make sure that even if my people are physically in this convention, there are such a small percentage and there are a percentage of a percentage that's not going to run straight to Marvel and DC and Naruto, but instead go and come and shop with their people that I put myself at a tremendous disadvantage. And unfortunately, as you were talking about the commodification of art, it's not that many black comic artists. It's not because black people don't love comic books. X-Men was made for us. We freaking love Spider-Man. There's not right. that many black comic artists because comics don't pay at the same rate that anime gets paid for. So most of us make anime art. But since you just mentioned that and the commodification of art, even though some of us may not as make as much comic art, this is not just affecting us as, you know, Black speculative fiction, Black comic book creators. It's affecting the entire comic book industry. For example, the first person that tried to copyright a comic book, Zarya of the Dawn, if I'm not mistaken, either white or Russian. I forgot their last name. But long story short, they weren't African-American. They weren't Black or from the actual, you know, nations in Africa. They made the comic. Copyright Gov was like, tall. We're not going to do this. And they shut them down. So it's like, I can see the logic, the logical benefit of going faster, but without the story of overcoming any type of challenge, you destroy the art and the value of it. Because when you have art, art deals with ideas. Ideas deal with imagination. Imagination is from God. If you have an idea that came from God and then you put it through AI art and the AI art cannot do it because I've actually watched, I may not have installed it, but I've gone through watching AI artists create their actual pieces. They will say that, oh my gosh, this AI can't draw hands. I have to change the idea. The idea that I had, I have to change it to fit what the AI can do instead of me learning, becoming, transforming to get the skill. You see where I'm going with this? The same thing happens if, and they've mentioned this, I can't get the character's face to look the same. I can't get the scene or the shot to look right. All these limitations. I literally have a hat that says, I got no limits because that's what the human body is. Humans are limitless because they have the ability to transform, to grow, because they learn from failure. If AI art is always going to give you success, if it's always going to give you an amazing piece that looks super professional, super professional, as soon as it's done, where is your growth? It's almost like getting a sixth place trophy and everyone wins. There's no like level of you failed, you got down, you've got to get better. And the problem is that you're going so fast you're going to get to a level where you have, like, let's say, perfect example, implementation. You're a logo designer. Because I've seen entrepreneurs, well, the people that are really talking about the benefit of this, and business owners, you just type this thing in, do the prompt, I can get my logo done in 30 seconds. 
I am a logo designer. I've been doing this for 13 years. I'm looking at the logos and I'm laughing because I'm like, that's not a logo. That's not a logo. Because here's the thing. If you're doing all this prompting stuff and you're getting a design, it's taking its information from pieces out there. Now, Lee, you talked earlier that we take our inspiration from DeviantArt, this person, that person, that person, and we combine it, right? But we combine it in our imagination, which we can't see, feel, or touch, but we can experience it and we're conscious. Our imagination can transform ideas to the level that is so profound, it doesn't even come out as the same thing and we have to physically draw it again. Now with AI art, it's scouring the internet, taking the actual pieces, putting them together. And then when you create art with AI art, every of the 5 billion pieces and points of information is embedded into it. So guess what? If you have a business and then if you use AI art between the years of 2020 and 2023, you are entitled for a class action settlement, blah, blah, blah. And then you end up getting hit with it. So sometimes it's not good to be the first mover. Yes, there's you know a first mover advantage, but sometimes you have to assess because you could be getting into something that lawsuits, legal fees, cease and desist, damages in the forms of millions of dollars. There's so much involved to the point, perfect example, Clip Studio Paint was going to add an AI art feature. The community is like tall and they had to take it out. What are they going to do? Keep it. DeviantArt had their AI art feature where they took all the art from DeviantArt and put it in. And now they're getting sued. So it's like, it depends on where you're going. But um, before I go to the next point, um, what can I do if I'm an artist watching this? and I want to protect myself from my AR art getting taken, what could I do to prevent that from happening? I don't think you could do anything. That's a fact, because if you post something to the internet, it's not yours. Everybody posting all their character designs right. on Instagram. I know a dude who got the idea for Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur taken straight off his Instagram page. Now that girl got a cartoon. He not getting none of the bread. Damn. All right. Okay. Unfortunately, but we are going to run into, you know, these things. This is just reality. Okay. Like we just have to like understand that there are people out there that are sharks and they're going to be looking for your great work. Um, the goal is there are all kinds of like um, logo, like digitized, um, what do they call it when they're in the background? <laughs> um, watermarks. watermarks that will if they enhance that if they focus on watermarking and making sure that you should you secure your digital art online it will help against those type of things but we have to become as a community to protect those things these are things we do need to be aware of and we should have conversations about there are apps that are being um, created every day for mindless things but something like this is important i hear it from everyone stating that someone stealing my original art is not okay with me. And if I don't get credit for it, I don't get the bread for it. And so that's the real discovery that we need to focus because regardless, if you guys want to believe it or not, that is where we're heading. It's already showing up. I just started seeing digital ads come through my computer on Facebook, like digital, like, um, you know, uh, digital real estate to be able to own buildings and to be able to walk into your apartment. I mean, I'm creating an app right now in regards to that as an ambassador for the metaverse. So it's important for us to have these discussions then create solutions because regardless, we're heading into this direction. So what do we really do about that? Um, I would say 
one of the one of the main things we can do is instead of circumventing or reacting or having retaliatory measures, we could start an AI project and invite artists in and show that like, okay, you come in, you give your style, you sign off on your style and you get a percentage, you know, like a, a royalty from whatever is generated from this AI machine. One of the, um, having, having the, these AI companies, AI art companies being monopolized and having um, them stealing them stealing other people's art, that's the problem. So if we can eliminate that and, and show a solution where artists are voluntarily putting, working together to build an AI art machine, I think that could be a possible solution. That way, you know, it bridges, it builds a bridge and also shows that like, um, you know, you're given credit and you know where you people can't it's not stealing if you give it you know and you can know that like oh they must have used my style in that ai art so you could probably trace it back you know and and have a piece of credit you know as opposed and some money as opposed to pointing the finger getting lawyers and um just it, it being messy because the, right now where it's at, this is probably the first time in art history where the value of art is going to drop. Usually, um, actually, historically, the value of art has been like stagnant, stable, yeah. you know, just going up. Um, and I think this might be the first time it, it might go down a little bit and then go back up. But um yeah, I think that could be a solution to to have like an open source, you know, y'all come in, give the art, give your styles or a style that you have and um, we'll work together to make a, a complete AI, public AI program that everybody gets the royalties and credit. That's my and, solution. And, and to add and on top of that, we want to make sure that these AI programs have uh, subscription access to these. So that way they're bound by these type of groups of artists coming together to get percentages off of their original art to be able to avoid the scouring of the internet to find art. I mean, limiting their abilities to take at whenever whim, they have to be a third party involved. Wow, that is... I have some interesting topics or discussions on it. Um, my piece in how do you protect yourself from AI art, it's, it's twofold. It's simple, but it's hard. It's simple because it's a decision. It's hard because what will it cost you? Just like in Avengers, everything. It's going to cost you to change your entire like personality. Like Perfect example. I think that AI art, at first I was mad. Then I was a little annoyed. Now I'm happy it's here. Why am I happy it's here? This is the Goliath we've been waiting for. What do I mean by that? The David comes out of you when you face the Goliath. Your greatest form of yourself happens after or when you face a challenge that's gigantic. It's going to cause everyone to wake up and realize, oh my gosh, 
they're serious. Now, inherently, the danger of what AI art stands for is that big business doesn't want to pay implementers. They don't want to pay artists. They don't want to pay logo designers. They want to. They don't want to pay graphic designers. All the rich people. For example, the 19 Keys talking about they used AI art to create their thumbnails for their art. They could have actually paid a graphic designer. Whatever you make in an AI, in my opinion, will never actually beat what a human can create. Why? When humans create, it has soul. There's literally an article out there which literally says when AI art creates, it has no soul. Why? Because the machine is just putting the pieces together. Even if you look at the poster for this event, if you look closely at the AI art side, not only are there code over all the illustrations, but the heart piece is missing. Just a little nuance. A human's gonna think of doing that. A machine wouldn't. Another example, if you're doing AI art and you have to do things that deal with cultures, you know, patterns, kente, all that stuff, it's not gonna do that. It's not. Why? Because that's not popular. Like when they ask NF, what do you think success is? It's doing something no one else can. That's literally how you innovate. Like Pokemon, for example. Yes, they've been trading card games, but nothing like Pokemon for its time. When it came out, it just changed the game. Not everyone is following suit. If you're using AI art, you just keep trying to do whatever is popular. I'm going to bring up a site in a moment to show you what I mean by that. So here are the solutions. If you're watching this and wondering, oh my gosh, because AI art is out now, people can get stuff in seconds. I shouldn't be an artist. First of all, this is what you want to do. You have to change your mindset from not being an artist only. You have to become a business owner now. Literally, it's all about this. You have to change how you think. And the first thing you have to do, whatever you're doing, copyright it first. If you're putting it on the internet, like Lee expertly said, whatever you put on the internet becomes public domain. I'll say it again. Whatever you put on the internet becomes public domain. You post in your OCs on Instagram and Facebook. You posting all these in, um, original characters for these challenges, putting it out there. They're going to take it. Why do you think in Iron Man, the guy literally said his friend, Tony, Tony, come on. You think just because you have an idea, it belongs to you? Come on. This is what happens when you look at it from just the creative side versus the business side. The business side will want to take own and have ownership over it. So what you want to do is protect what you're doing before you release it. What's the easiest way to do that? Create a series, copyright the series, release everything under the series. Now, if someone comes for you, you have a copyright. You have a date and time that you pay with the copyright gov office. So you're able to protect your series and then aim for a trademark as soon as possible because then you've covered the name and you've covered all your characters. That's the next thing you wanna do because they asked the millionaire, how do you become a millionaire? He said, learn every or own every part of the process, literally. And when they asked Alita Martinez, what do you do when you're an actual professional artist? You can look her up. She's an amazing professional artist with a Marvel DC. She said, if you want to hunt, look how the big dogs hunt. When they had Ant-Man and Quantumania, they didn't release it. They trademarked it. First. They copyrighted it first. All these characters are literally out there. They're in the public domain. Don't let yourself become a part of the public domain. Use it for your benefit. If these things are out there, incorporate them into your stories. Use it for your benefit. Transform and change the game. Like literally, that's why Einstein said it. Learn the rules of the game and then learn to play better than anyone else. Because there's four levels of value when you provide. There's the lowest level, which is implementers. That's what we are as artists. We're just creating. Next level is unification. That's management level. Those are over the people that just create. After that is communication. What's that? Using your voice, being an actor. You can get so much value, so much wealth, but the highest level of creation is what? Of value is what? 
It's your imagination. That's why Steve Jobs made all the money. It's not Wozniak and all the coders. It was Steve. So your ideas are infinitely valuable. Oh, yes, Lee? Oh, you, you can keep going, bro. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I thought I had to move it. <laughs> that's the that's um, drumstick. The drumstick. Honestly, yeah. your ideas are infinitely valuable. Put presence and focus on your ideas. Find ways to protect them so that you can benefit from your ideas instead of saying, oh, my gosh, they stole it. But what do you think, guys? I work with artists every day. I've worked with artists every day for the past four years in the context of business. And if there is one thing that I can tell you about artists and business is that they mix far worse than oil and water. And initially I thought it was because they ain't have the access, that they ain't have the motivation, that they ain't have the capital, and it's neither of those. It's that as illustrators, unfortunately, in terms of the types of creative people that exist, illustrators have the easiest access to instant gratification of anybody because unlike writers, we don't need anybody for our process but us to make literally whatever we want to make. And the only thing stopping us from making whatever we want to make is us. And generally, we'll become complacent because it's easier to accept what you already have than to push the bounds and actually get better or develop more skill. So the vast majority of artists are not going to push themselves to the extent that you just mentioned to learn how to produce all of these things, which is why they freaking don't. You look at all these people from our culture, have all these amazing comics, all these amazing Kickstarters, all of them are writers. None of them are artists. None of them are mm. illustrators. Even if we're, some of us are really good at drawing things. Some of us in this room are really good at drawing things. But we understand it makes more sense for us as writers to utilize a team and a good plan than for us, except for you. You're the you're the exception to the rule. <laughs> talking to you, Yuani. <laughs> um, there's most of us understand it's better for us to write 10 stories and pay 10 artists that definitely aren't going to reinvest into getting a bag off of their intellectual property than for us to sit there and painstakingly draw all of the pages and do all the writing and the research and the marketing constantly because it weighs on you tremendously you're very right about that and you know why i'm grateful for this because everything you said is what was correct and true up until AIR came in. Now, there's literally a giant standing in the field. It's not like you can just keep planting and doing your art and things of that nature and get paid. With the AIR advent, and it's only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger, people won't want to pay artists anymore. They can just be a writer, use AI art, cut out the quote-unquote middleman, and then just keep all the profits for themselves. So what does that leave you as an illustrator? You won't be able to just do your original characters anymore because well anyone can do it now so it's like it's not that you don't choose to do it it's like now you have to if you want to actually be successful take care of your family go on to the next level you have to get to the next level of looking at things from a business perspective it's not a question it's a statement like i've even had to do it i've gone through so much like business development because of the fact that there's no choice anymore you have to go to the next level if you want to be able to have a comic book, be an illustrator, you got to change the game. Because as Manley said as well, times are advancing, times are changing. I mean, even Gary Vee said it as well. People were like 100 years ago, oh, crap, a tractor. All our jobs are gone. But then people found new jobs. But now you have to change it because AI is going for every industry. You can't say the jobs are gone. Now you have to say, I need a business now. Because literally, there's a verse that says, a dream comes through a multitude of business and a fool is known by a multitude of words. 
The problem with the AI art industry as it is right now is that it's so fast, it's quick, immediate gratification. But then the people in the community, some of them even treat themselves like gods to the point, if you look at Sam does art, people stole his style, trained the AI on his style, and then they're um, mocking him. They emailed him and told him, we're having a competition to see who can steal your style the best. And when he told them to stop and cease to desist, you know what they told him? Who is this peasant human trying to talk to a god? I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Like this is the this is the mentality of how parts of the industry say this and look at this in the AI art community. Like they're not looking at the long-term ramifications. They're just looking at how can I make a quick buck? How can I do this quickly? So your solution to doing this, if all the focus on is speed, is you provide more value. There's no benefit to being the second cheapest person in town, but there's a big there's a big value to being the most expensive. In fact, there's a million dollars worth of game right now. Yourfirstfunnelchallenge.com. Look it up. 30-day free trial to ClickFunnels. You can check that out. That is a program that's helped multiple people become multiple millionaires. I've seen children younger than me who have made thousands, hundreds, and millions of dollars and only want equity in businesses. Now, I know this because I've actually done the research to look it up, but I'm telling you this on a live event because... You need to know this stuff because what you don't know can and will harm you. But if you do know this stuff and you implement it, you need to change. So long story short, in depth, what can you do about AI art? You need to systemize. Save yourself time, energy, and money. You need to systemize your art. You need to systemize the way that you do things. You cannot just be an artist anymore. You've got just like how you can't just be a business owner. You have to be a media company because even Alex Hormozzi literally said attention is more important than oil. If I have your attention, you're watching this live right now, and I can talk to you about all the products and all the things of, that I'm doing, guess what's going to happen? You're going to know, like, trust what I'm talking about. You can end up buying from me because people don't care about what you do. Here's another reason why AI art makes me laugh. You can make the most beautiful, 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 beautiful art. But here's the thing. If you have a horrible personality, people won't buy from you. If you make the most beautiful art and your personality and character can't match the art, You've literally wasted your time because people won't buy from you. People won't trust you. They'll be like, where did I get, where did you get this from? And then if you did this with AI art, I could take your stuff. Then I could redo it. Then I could be like you. What did you prompt? Hmm, let me see what if I could just type the same thing, get the same subscription. Now I won't need you anymore. But what do you guys think? I'll go. I feel like right now, it's in its infancy, you know, so it's easy. I think it's just going to get smarter and better. Um, AI art, the, the way I, I see it, and I know it's it's going to, um, it's going to be generating its own attention as it, as it, as it gets older and, and, and it's going to develop its own business development that's good for it. Or people will develop a good business mindset around it because this one didn't work. You know, 2022, 2023, um, it backfired. So it's it's not going anywhere. So I think the next the next the next wave of AI art is gonna be very specific. Like it's gonna be like, here's the AI art program for comic books. Here's the AI um, here's an AI 
art program for corporations. Here's an AI art program for social media. Here's an AI art program for um, photographers, for uh, real estate owners. It's going to get real, really, really, really specific. And um, right now it's in its infancy and we're in the best possible situation as creatives, as uh business owners we're in the best possible place to 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 learn how it's going to garner attention and then also how we can use it correctly you know once these spurs have been taken out of it that are hurting the um the industry all right all right i feel like art is not going to be the same like there's certain arts that are vintage and i feel like later down the line we're not gonna have anything vintage anymore mm. and also i'm i'm more concerned about the art style too because i know human art they everyone has their own art style i like i could not like i know that's lee work i know that's urine work so that's why i feel like with a and i you're just gonna get the, get the same art style like i i know that's just a and i because why you know it's a robot that's doing all this and also, the con I will say about it is that I'm not an artist, but it gives me hope. Like, oh wow, I can't draw, but and I, you know, gives me that power now. Mm -hmm. Even though I wouldn't even, you know, test myself with that, but still, it's kind of cool mm -hmm. in a in a sense too. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Molly? Um. I stand with, you know, we're, we're heading into a new, excuse me, I'm sorry, I keep up into that. <laughs> we're heading into a new, um, there is, there is always a good and bad with things. Um, and I do agree with you guys, original art is going to be on its way out, but you can still hold the value in that because it will be the original. So you have to keep in mind that it won't completely be dismantled like books and like maps and like Bibles, you know, it will still be prized and it still be held, but it depends on, cause you know, art is prized and it's cost and amount is within the eye of the beholder. And those that look into art and say, I see the value in that. And I don't want to ruin that original art, but where I see art going is, you know, if you've ever been to a museum and you sat down and you just stared at a piece for 15 minutes and you've seen so many different points to where that artist, if you weren't sitting there long enough, you wouldn't have seen it. You can now transform your art into portals. I can see this happening to where you will actually allow your um, client or uh, the person who's you know, taking on this art to go places they literally didn't know they can go with art. You can walk into certain rooms just by zooming into it. And now you're into a whole nother part of your art. You know, like there's so many great opportunities to, to give depth for the loss of humanity that you're saying in regards to, you know, not being able to originally sketch it out. You can now take them on an actual journey within your art. So many opportunities that can branch into, you know, websites and, you know, branch into portals into new, um, you know, leaping from one metaverse to another metaverse. There are so many opportunities with 
the AI art that if we do take a core stand on it, we can monopolize off of it, especially on the tip of this wave that we're at right now. I can see that, but I can also see that there's a person who had AI art win an art competition recently in a museum. I remember I had sent that to everyone. And it's just, it makes me laugh because it's getting harder and harder to distinguish what is and what is in AI art. But why I'm grateful for this is that, whereas AI art is gonna flood the street with so much quick art that has no value and you cannot protect it. What's going to happen with the rest of the artists that are actually creating, our value is going to go up. Now you can say there's a premium actual cost associated with it. So as much as I was annoyed with it, the same way how I'm like, to a degree annoyed as how some of comics and the comic book industry and manga is changing, I'm also yeah. grateful for it because all it's going to do is allow everyone on this panel, everyone that's watching to realize, hey, there's a gap because they're making a mistake. They're going in this direction. Now, how can I fill this gap so my target audience can be satisfied? Because at the end of the day, our goal is, as artists is to create an end product, either something that our community is going to like in the form of a series, a book, a product, this, that, and the third. But the reality is that as artists, you cannot just be an artist anymore. Why am I saying this? Netflix just recently made an anime where they use AI art to do the backgrounds. It's not going to be long before they use it for characters and animation, like Lisa. In-betweening takes a long time. Animation is almost $80,000 depending per episode of an anime. So it's going to help in some areas, but it's also going to lay off a ton of people. Um, in addition to that, Sports Illustrated just recently fired a whole bunch of people because they had AI art that can do writing. They won't need the writers anymore. What's going to end up happening, if you ever watched the movie Animatrix, is that it's going to become a divide between who is employed and actually able to sustain and provide for their families, as well as the AIs doing everything. I mean, people are okay with it now, but let's say in the future it gets to the point where every business, and there's McDonald's that's automating everything, so you don't use humans to do their food, to make the food. What's going to happen if the AI art gets all of the quote-unquote jobs, and then when everyone else doesn't have a business, what are you going to do? Which is why I'm telling you guys to check out things like, you know, your first funnel challenge. Books like from the trash man to the cash man. Like, you got to get up on the game, man. Like, you got to, look, literally, if you read more books and, like, learn things that aren't just manga-related, but business that can take you to the next level mindset, it'll take you to a place you've never even seen before. Because books, learning, information, all of that, it'll change how you create and how you literally systemize it. But in the chat, I see Bloodwater Universe. They said Lee makes a great point. Gosh, dang. Um, I'm growing my skills, build a brand. Sadly, sharks are out there. That's true. Um, that's smart by Obsidian Comics. Beautifully said. Here's a question he asks for everyone. What's your opinion on ChatGBT? It's an AI software that allows you to copyright. Oh, it's beautiful. I love ChatGPT. It is like, like it's like talking to a really smart person that don't know nothing about black people. As long as you don't ask you nothing about black people, you good. It know it can cross-reference. Okay, so there's ChatGPT, which is what the basic people use. That's like maybe you get like an hour or two, and then it shuts it down because they don't want you to, to end up in the matrix. But then there's this thing called GPT Playground. It's using the same technology. It's using GPT-4, which is what ChatGPT is built on top of. And what GPT Playground allows you to do is you can like cross-reference a whole bunch of information. You can have it write scripts for you and stories and stuff. You can have it edit stuff. It's freaking amazing for productivity. The thing, to, to your credit, Yoani, what unfortunately is, is going to happen 
when when there's a lot of people that prioritize productivity over connection to people and creative collaboration is people are gonna die. And unfortunately, you gotta let them people die. I've been around a whole bunch of wealthy people and wealthy people, I, it, it upsets me tremendously, but I also like it tremendously as well. They don't use money. They just do stuff. They're like, hey fam, like they won't give you money, but they will, they will let you use their cars. They will feed you. They'll have people fly you to all these places and do all this stuff. They don't use money. They just be doing stuff because they already have the fiat secured, unfortunately. Unwealthy people need money to do stuff because we're not taken care of. So if our governments put us in a position of universal basic, basic income and, and our basic resources are taken care of, that might allow more people to take on creator of endeavors. However, if people end up getting replaced, then um, they're going to die. Because as you can see in Atlanta, you put the hood right next to the gentrification, next to the incredibly wealthy neighborhoods. People from the hood just hop that fence and Rob the rich people happens in California too. Can't really happen in Texas because Texans are crazy and everybody's crazy in Florida. So it ain't happening there either. <laughs> oh man. Well, to your point, Lee, I can see ChatGPT helping. It's very good because it can source the internet and get information. I know that people have mentioned articles that even though it's sourcing information, there's also like copyright issues, plagiarism issues because it's AI and it's literally ripping information and just inputting it. So that's one issue that I can see another one as well. Um, two things I wanna bring up, no matter how much these information, these machines go and get information from the internet, everything in on the internet, perfect example. I'm working on Bold Talk at chapter one. I need to make sure I'm actually speaking Osa properly, right? Osa is not easily translatable on YouTube. You can't find it easily on Instagram and you can't find it easily on, great, um, on G Google. I've searched, it's very hard to get it translated. What I had to do? I had to buy the book, man. There's a whole bunch of information that's not translated online. And if you want to make sure it's accurate, like in Kosi, you know, <sighs> all like the actual pronunciation, like actually pronouncing it properly and accurately, you're sometimes just going to have to buy things. Okay. And then I'm on chapter three. I have to put some Caribbean dialect in it. So what I have to do, I went to Antigua and I literally bought a book. What's this called? The Way We Talk and Other Antiguan and Barbuda Folkways. Went to an actual native bought the book from them, supported them. And now I can be like, <laughs> boss, wagwan, all that other stuff, you know? And then find like other aspects of it, like Jumbi. Um, what is it, Big Mommy? I, I remember all the terms in it, but the book is great. The book is really great. So it's like, there's so much nuance that happens when you focus on culture. That's something that the machines aren't gonna focus on. Why? Because the machines are focused on what's popular. But like certain culture, like making sure like you have, for example, an Nkosi, properly drawn, showcased, illustrated. If you want to do like, what's that, tire machete, the, um, the Haitian martial art, want to make sure that it's done properly, you know, penchak silat, you probably have to do research and get the books and find out how is this actually pronounced? How do you actually do it? And that brings up and builds up your visual library. You experience these things so your art is more authentic. Like you can tell when someone's actually experienced going to the Caribbean, writing a story about it. Uh, mighty Grand Pitons versus like you just making it because, oh, now it's popping. I want to just hop in <laughs> and just like make bars, <laughs> Mac, anything from music, anything like that. You can tell what's authentic and what's just quick because speed may be the solution to everything, but value trumps everything. The value, the that, value you provide, that you provide, that changes, that changes everything. I love that's a great point. Speed is not everything. Um, I wanted to piggyback. I wanted to interject and say, or to point out the difference between 3D animation 
and 2D animation. Um, like you said, they're they're starting to use these. They're going to use AI to fill in. Am, am, am I echoing? Oh, uh, they're going to use um, AI programs to do. Well, they 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 do. They use AI programs and software to do 3D animation. But the original way of animating stuff, it's an illusion. And that illusion is tied to our our human our human monkey brains, and we you can it looks beautiful. The frame by frame fools us into thinking something's animated, as opposed to seeing it seeing it move across the screen as a three D object. There's a certain beauty in the original form of animation that. At right now, I don't think they can duplicate it, and people are using the um, the AI to get that speed. And it's 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 not looking healthy, but um, it is going to make a lot of money for a lot of people. Uh, just wanted to put that in. Um, I did want to just say, even though we are moving into this new era of um, creative um, expression, it's important to understand that job opportunities to create more in-depth culture or, you know, coding is what's going to actually be important, knowing how to maintain and maintenance these AIs. So there will be opportunities uh, as far as jobs to, you know, um, continue the growth and continue the education of um, broadening the spectrum of the AI art, including, you know, laws and regulations that needs to be in place. Um, and it takes us to have these conversations, do the research, you know, put together forms, submit, you know, all kinds of um, submit, you know, issues to the legislation in regards to this, because it's not going to be just a cultural thing. This is going to affect the whole world. And everyone's got to get ready for it. Um, I say I'd rather be on top of the wave than on the bottom because everyone that's on top of the wave, they're going to be set. Okay. They're going to be putting their art in a space that's going to be bringing them residual income for years and years down the line. Getting in later on, you obviously, they're going to work out the kinks. They're going to work out the amount of money that's going to be uh, issued out. But the goal is to be able to jump on ahead of time and bring these uh, statements and bring these questions up to people that matter, to these app creators, to um, these web developers. So that way we can start early instead of having to go through so much struggle. And then Lee, one thing I noticed that I know you guys said speed is not, you know, always great and it's not, you know, quality and uh, value is important. But where we're heading, every, like even our attention span is changed in the last 10 to 20 years. So we have to be prepared to be able to bring the best quality quickly. And I know time is of an essence when it comes to art and being able to have the ability from drawing on picture to now do it on a tablet gives you so much more range, so much more ability to create the art that you want to display, that you want to communicate. Additionally, paperback is going to be phased out. It's going to be moved into the digital aspects of webinars and doing actual AI 
um, small, you know, web mini series to where now you can not only have to read it, but now you can actually be a part of it. You can watch it like an animation. There are so many new developments that's going to come out of this. That's going to give you opportunity. If you're a business, if you protect your art, and if you're down with learning what's happening um, as far as where the AI art is going, how you can be ahead of that curve and making sure your art is not only protected, but you're getting residual income out of that. There's going to be job opportunities. Trust me. I appreciate that. And I do agree. But I feel that if we're going to be frank and be honest, I think we need to look at the bigger picture beyond jobs. Because if AI art is coming to take everyone's quote unquote jobs, so many articles, Forbes, CRM, um, CNN, everyone, they're coming for your jobs. They're coming for your jobs. They're coming for you. Come on now. Come on. Y'all just doing the most like for real so if they're coming at it like this and all they're doing is they're trying to get the job trying to get the job okay well then what do you want to do do you want to keep trying to get another job that another ai may come for and then you try another one and another one another one or do you do things differently and look for another solution maybe you might need to start a business maybe you might not have to maybe you might need to start a business maybe you might need to actually benefit from it so that's what I think could be helpful. Um, now, I know that you mentioned that, again, there could be job opportunities here and there. Somebody, different things are changing. Things will get phased out. I find it so fascinating that no matter how long we go on and on with life, people will still buy a physical book. I find that fascinating to me because books have been around. That's one of, I feel, one of the earliest forms of technology, not just like a book from the Gutenberg press, but even in the past, like having to write, scribe, being able to transcribe things, just having things in a physical format. That was a technology of its time. It took over oral stories. So story will always change, but I feel that now that the jobs are changing with everything being turned over so quickly, because I think if I'm not mistaken, OpenAI just recently said that they're gonna hire an army of web developers to replace, they're gonna hire a whole bunch of technicians to make the AI, replace the AI that's already in it. So even though you're getting a job to help the AI, it's like, okay, so I'm not on implementary level, I'm on the, um, unification. I'm managing the code, but if someone else at the top says, I'm going to make code to replace you as a coder, then you're gone. And then it's just flushed. Like, what will you do then? So that's why I feel like you need to think of the bigger picture. What can I create? That's my gift. That's what I'm really getting to. Like your gift that God gave you is something that's, it transcends time, it transcends space, it transcends like just technology because how you implement it with whatever tools you have is what creates and makes you not just the tech, but you successful. Because remember, when you say artist, you're talking about like mediums, manga artist, illustrator, painter, the human is doing the work. When you say artificial art, artificial intelligence art, the machine is doing the work. The machine is taking precedence over you doing the work. So what does that mean? It's controlling how the art is being released. It's controlling what's being created. And let's be real. Even if you put in all the submissions into these tech companies to say change this to change that, they're a business, so they can say yes or no. I mean, do we even honestly read the terms and conditions of things we're signing up for? Honestly. Like, because if we did, we might see some things that say, you know, maybe it says, you know, perpetual right to your name, image, and likeness, perpetual use. And remember what I said in the beginning with this AI art, everything that you're putting into it is being taken in and added permanently. So whatever else comes out afterwards is literally being put in to other people's stuff. So if someone puts in something crazy, that's like, for example, they did Mickey Mouse wearing Jordans on top of, you know, Empire State Building. 
And then Disney gets a handle of it. And then Disney got the money. So Disney said, okay, so whoever came for me and took Mickey, now we coming for you. Disney seemed like the type of people, if they really get at you, they could send cease and assist, you know, damages, you know, all the types of stuff that's a nightmare to an artist. I'm facing a nightmare right now because I didn't look at one aspect of creating a book and I don't want anyone to go through that. So it's like, if you don't know what you're getting into, it can be a long-term issue. Um, the next thing I wanted to ask is, can I be AI art? Like if I'm watching this and I'm thinking, okay, we talked about the discussions, the pros and the cons, OI versus AI art. Can I actually be AI art? Yes. This right. man, Jordan, pulled up with memes. This man made a comic book out of memes. I didn't even know it was possible to make a comic book out of memes. So this man showed up on my explore page and after the sixth time of seeing these fire, you know, I gotta follow this man. I, I became engaged with this being because his meme comic books that were canonical kept showing up on my explore page. And when you got that connection to the people, you create, you create something. No problem, bro. Love your existence. When you create something that connects to people, you want to be around for a long time. It's a certain titan that exists in our landscape. And all this man did was make black people upset for 10 years and make fire content. And that's why that man is in the position that he in because of the connection to the people. So as long as you put connecting to the people before getting the people's bread, you want to be around for a long time because like you look at freaking peanuts, Charles Schultz, it's not good art, but the stories that are inside of Charlie Brown are iconic. And the imagery that is used is iconic. Everybody loves Snoopy. Snoopy has never said a word in his entire life. And everybody loves Snoopy because he connects to the people. So as long as we as creators remember that our connection to the people and our creations comes first, nothing can replace us, be it a giant billion dollar machine or an algorithm being stupid or conventions not letting us come up to pull up today panels. None of it matters because we'll always have the people behind us. Mm -hmm. I agree. Appreciate I agree. the kind words, bro. And with making the meme comic, when that's why I'm I'm doing a um I'm redesigning their original designs so that I have my own designs under my company that I will copyright and trademark. That way moving forward, it's it's under my company and it's different than the meme and i haven't i've made sure not to profit any, i haven't profited anything from the uh canical um series that I, I made i just put it on you know it since it was a meme i put it out for free and it was consumed for free to connect with people to um to bring up topics to to network to um to to bring humor you know, to, yeah, to, to build relationships with and not to try to monetize it. And now when, when I'm ready to monetize it, I'm make, getting original designs, L, uh, forming the LLC, um, copyright, trademark, and rinse and repeat. Then it'll make sense when I'm, I'm also put, putting together the webcomic and then we'll also take uh love blurs across multiple mediums and this is our second intellectual property 
our first one we started in 2019 but um yeah man thank i really appreciate it. i wasn't expecting that thank you man really appreciate that thank you uh what was the question again can i be ai art? can i be ai art can i be now it seems like people you the way it is now it seems like you can just sign up to be an AI artist now. And that's one of my fears because people, it's art to me, art is a divine thing. Like you have to pull your art from somewhere and then it comes out on paper. And a lot of people use artists as tools. And I, I implore, I emphasize in my company that artists are not tools. You know, artists use tools, and it's been so long in the past couple decades that people have used artists as tools that that we have one or two generations of artists that want to be the best tool possible. You know, and it's like, you know, we're not tools. And then it, it piggybacks on to what you were saying earlier about we need to develop the um, the business mindset. So I think I think you can be. And it's it's kind of sad that you can be AI art, but um, I would not advise it in any regard. Okay, what do you think, Mahalia? Can you beat AI art? Uh, when it comes to time and speed, no, I don't think so. I think it's always going to be a step ahead of us, but it's not going to have that, what you said, uh, essence of humanism in it. So we just have to be prepared for uh, where we're going. Um, like I said, being able to blend original art with AI art is what's gonna really um, help you capitalize when it comes to your creativity in art um, and making sure that you you know, get that business established, get those protection uh, copyrights in order. So that way you're at least getting yourself protected. It's like insurance. You need to do that so that way anything that happens, you're protected. And um, I think we should look at this as fun. I think we should look at this as a new way of being able to connect with a new audience. I give you this point before I get out of here. Um, long time ago when I don't want to date myself, but when we were in school, we had books, right? We, we had to pull out the paper. We had to, you know, go to the library. Remember the library cards, the index that we we don't do any of that anymore. My children, if you have children, most likely have Chromebooks. Um, since COVID, everything has gone technology. So the audience that you had mentioned who wants the actual paper book, paperback book, it's going to be there. But the market in the next 20 years is going to be digital. These children aren't going to understand why should I have a book when I can have a computer read it to me or let alone you know, act it out for me, you know, so we should look at this as a new way of being able to show our black excellence for black history month. Oh, ooh, ooh, we out there, we out here and let everybody know that we can actually beat them at their own game by providing what is what you said instinctively only given by God in us. See what's the difference between that AI and you is that you have a soul. You were connected with something way bigger than what that AI is connected to. And you'll be able to weather the storm if you just put in that time and you really put in that effort with your art and 
add that AI. Go ahead, try it out before you start getting uncomfortable with it. Make sure you're not posting it online and see where your creativity goes, where God leads you. So I'd say you can't beat it in speed, but you can beat it with the essence of humanism. Mm-hmm. I would have to say you can beat it in speed. I just like taking the other angle. <laughs> there is a way to beat it in speed. How can you beat an AI in speed? Let's see. Well, well, if AI art AI is just, art is just based art, on art and you just make it stuff quickly, right? Then how can I beat something that can move faster than me that's taking other people's information? This, that, and the third? I make a series, man. I mean, let's be honest. One Piece is dominating comics to the point that it's the number one highest form of comics period. I think he broke the Guinness World Record twice, highest number of books sold by one author. So if you can create a series of content, that's how you win. Look at Toby Nguigwe, where how he blew up and got really acclaimed was Get Twisted Sundays. He always had a series of content going out over and over. Eric Thomas, he literally just had, thank God it's Monday, to the point that it was just everywhere. Now he is like at the top of his game, speaking with multi-millionaires, speaking with Warren Buffett. So it's like, if you can create a series, Kings and Queens, whatever it is, be creative, create a series, release it. And like um, Dr. Eric Thomas said, with the example, try fried rice. If you can put it out for free, like when Jordan Prada's memes, you put them out for free, you build up a relationship. Because they ask, Grant, Grant Cardone asked his audience, would you rather have a million dollars in a bank account or a million names or access to a million people? Which do you think is better? If I have the million dollars, yes, I could invest into people. I can invest into buying the right equipment, hiring the right audience, this, that, and the third. But if I know a million people and they actually see what I can do, and then I just get an entire community of people, and then just, let's just say 10% of them just tell their friends, and then it gets contagious, like that book by Jonah Berger, Contagious. Like you can just change the game. So it's like, if you, like with Lisa, if you can build up an audience, get to know people, get to reach out to them, create a network, and actually show how you do what you do, man, sky is the limit. Like there's nothing that can really stop you when you have a series, which is why I really encourage anyone that's watching this, create a series, create a series of writing, create a series of, even like Issa Rae, where she got Insecure done, what? It was a web series first. So it's just like, you'd be very surprised how just continually showing up over and over again. And with a story that's meaningful to you, that's going to change it. Because if AI art is always based on what's popular, then, you know, if you do things that are unique to you, then you can win. Which is what brings me to this next website, because I feel that if you're watching this, you should know this website. You really should. Why should you know it? Because it can change everything. Okay, actually, I'm going to put it right here so you can see it. All right. And I'm just going to do this, present, share screen. All right, entire screen. All right, so share. Can you see this? Have I been trained.com. Anyone that's, Anyone watching, that's this, watching this, check this website out. So, what this website does is it scours basically what's inside of these technology, all these websites and stuff that take information and use it. So what happens is this, it's scouring the Lion B5 training data. If you type in the word manga, this is what will pop up. Why is this helpful? Because then you can get to see what the machine is taking and using 
And then you can realize, okay, if this is, and you, as you can see, these are all copyrighted books. This is, this is the covers of mangas. Some of these manga books, like, I legit have. So it's like, it's crazy. But they literally have this stuff in. So whatever topic you're looking up, you can just check here and be like, wow, you know? Like, do they really have it? Like, do I want to put in, like, after? At what point do we stop AI? I feel yeah, the way I feel the way I'm like, 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 being better than it. Like, if you can, like I, mentioned, like, if you can, like, I mentioned, well, I'll put it well, this way. I'll put it this way. How many people, how like many people like using Fiverr? A lot, right? A lot, right? Yeah, I do like using Fiverr. Okay, and how okay, many and how many people would rather pay a professional? Like a high, like a high amount of money. Not that many. Okay, perfect. Okay, perfect. Well, then you just well, then you just raise your prices and work with a small amount of people. You don't need everyone. You just need you just need the right people. And when you do that, and when you do that, it just changes everything. I've literally, I've literally seen like. Someone have um, someone have VIP um, VIP data two hundred thousand dollars, but they spend eight hours teaching people how to take their business to the next level. Can't find it on, Can't find it on Fiverr, YouTube, or, YouTube anything, or anything else because no. it's like because it's like what you put what in you is put what you get out in is what you get out. A little bit. If you put in a little bit, you're gonna get a little bit out. That's what AI art is. If you put in more value, you'll get more out. It's investment. The law of reciprocity. Which the law of reciprocity, which you get out, is what you get out. And the one thing I didn't mention earlier, um, there's this rule. There's this rule which basically says, basically says the easy hard principle. If you something, if you something in easy in the beginning, it'll be hard. It'll be hard, hard in the end. If you do something that's hard in the beginning, if you do something that's hard in the beginning, it'll be easy in the end. It'll be easy in the end. Was it easy for you to was it easy for you to start your college journey, or was it hard? It was hard. Um, well, easy, no. Starting, easy, starting my um, starting my company, starting mm -hmm. the studio, mm -hmm. because really mm -hmm. the the comics came from a a side project of me testing the humor with those memes, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. um, I was struggling to keep, to keep. Right, that's oh, my dog. Right, that's my dog. Oh, you good? Excited. He's excited too. I was struggling to keep my team, the morale on my team together during the pandemic. And then um, it it was it was a side project, and I didn't expect it to take off. But the very first one I posted got like three hundred likes on Instagram, and I was like, "Whoa, that was the most likes I had ever gotten on a post in like one day." I had never gotten that that many. And then I just kept I just kept it going, and then. Um, yeah, it it kind of was. It was more. It was fun and difficult to um to write out the uh the script and then put together the comics. It was not easy. And then also I had to overcome personal hurdles because I didn't. I doubted that I could do it. Um, because I'm not an artist and I didn't. I didn't. I was thinking I had to do all this stuff to make a comic book series. I didn't think it was good enough to just do it with sprites. And then finally I was like, you know what? I'm just going to make it over the top, magic, fantasy, humor, slice of life, black culture. And, you know, like, like nobody else is doing it. And um, yeah, it was hard at first and then it started getting easier. But um, 
Yeah, I I know it'll probably get hard again. Um, as the uh, I'm pretty sure that's like a you know like a um, it gets hard then it gets easy then it gets hard then it gets easy. What I would what I would say um, is um, before we get back to your point. If you're going to have I've been trained.com, there's literally an option which says sign in to opt into or out of AI art system with spawning. So for everyone watching, look it up, research it, and find it. Because here's the thing although this is new technology, there's been other technology in the past. Not every technology that comes out is worth using, it is worth getting in line to use. Because just because it's working doesn't mean it's going to be effective, doesn't mean it's going to change everything for you. So I would say to check that out. Um, in addition to that, um, when they asked Lauren, what was it? There was this rapper, I forgot what her name is. But basically they asked her, what did it cost you to get from your first book, your first album to Lauren Hill? They asked her, okay, what did it take you to go from your first album to your next album? I went from Korea, I went through life challenges at the bottom, then I went up, and then I got to the peak and then I released it because I had life experiences. But the problem is the next time I released my next album, I went to the next experience, which was more creative. I didn't go through life again. I just released it because people wanted it quickly. So inadvertently, what's going to happen is as more people get more and more and more and more and more AI art, the value is going to decrease because there's no humanity in it. So how can I know, like, and trust the person who created it or the art? What will I be able to relate to the person? And what will the person go through in life so that they can make the art meaningful. So you go up and you go down, you go challenges. Like for example, the easy hard principle I just mentioned, if you saw a child and they're learning to, their baby, and then you're trying to help them learn to walk, do you tell them you failed and you can't walk, now you can't walk forever? Or do you say, it's okay, dust, your, dust yourself off, right? Get up and try again. A baby doesn't learn to walk on the first try. It takes time. Like it takes 18 years to be 18, 21 years to be 21, 30 years to be 30. If you try and break the cycle, right, you're robbing yourself of transformation. Like even Dr. Boyce Watkins said, you know, never feel sorry for me because I went through trauma as a kid. Tough experiences also turned me into a champion. You will create a bunch of weak artists if all you can do is quick art, quick art, beautiful art, beautiful art, beautiful art that has no value. Like in the fact that you didn't go through anything to create it. You didn't take the time to learn the skills because as we're artists, we know there's um, elements, there's principles to art, there's theory to art, there's concepts to art, there's skills to art, there's the transformation, there's overcoming, you know, self-limiting beliefs that can I really draw a hand? Like <laughs> simply, can I really draw a hand like a foot, a rib cage, you know? Sternocleidomastoid, like learning anatomy, but you grow. Like I sucked as a logo designer. And at one point I was like, I suck, I can't do this. But what did I do? I'm like, I'm paying for college, man. Like I have to get better at this. So I put in the work. There's gonna be those who put in the work and those who want the quick and shortest route. There's a meme that literally has a road. And as the person's going down the road, it's a shortcut. At the end of the road, the road turns into a snake. You don't know it's at the end of every road. So be very careful with every shortcut that you're taking. Now, Between Magical and Dreams literally said, I don't know, man. I think it's better not to fight it, but to work with it. AI is like a tsunami. You can rail against it, but it could simply consume you. But use it as a tool and strengthen yourself. While I understand your opinion and I appreciate it, I would have to respectfully decline. AI art might be a tsunami, but becoming the best version of yourself is climbing the mountain. The tsunami not going to hit the mountain. 
like you get to the top and the next level and the next level and the next level and the next level and you're climbing into space that's where you want to be kings and queens you don't just want to be another artist you want to be a creative entrepreneur you want to be someone who has a system in place someone who has a funnel in place see i'm just giving yeah, you guys giving so much, you guys like, so much game. like game like you need to change the way that you approach things look at the actual click-through rate of a website versus a funnel look through the actual like conversions of a website versus a funnel. Like if we talk about audience and helping people, if I say I have a free course, set up a funnel and help you. And then over time, I just have a follow-up funnel that shows you I'm a real person. I can help you do the things that I said. And I go through life experiences with you. You'll know, like, and trust me and tell people about me. You can't say that for AI art though, because people that use AI art, generally speaking from the consensus of what I've seen online, aren't just artists per se. There'll be people that don't draw. They're like, oh wow. Draw. They're like, oh wow. They're like programmers. The creators of these. And people. like you were the saying, the creators of these people. They can't imagine. They're trying to teach people like how to be an AI artist, and it's a room of people, and they're telling them how to manipulate the parameters and how to manipulate the um, the engine, right, to produce whatever. And then they leave the class, and they can't draw anything. They can't really make any, they, they need a, a specific tool to make their art. And I'm not saying that doesn't make them in artists, but like what type of artist do you really want to be? Do you want to be an artist that you need a computer, you need a laptop, you need an internet connection, you need all these things to make art. And then somebody with a stick in the sand, you know, can embarrass you. Like, what are you teaching? But yeah, keep keep going. I'm sorry, King. No, no worries, King. I appreciate it. I would say uh, this is just me taking the other aspect. If you consider yourself an artist using AI art, you are not an artist. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not an artist. You're a programmer. I'm just be I'm gonna be blunt. I'm gonna be blunt. Like when you go to the root meaning of what art is, it literally means skill as a result of learning or practice skill and scholarship and learning like human workmanship so for anyone that thinks they're an ai artist look at the meaning of art then come back to artificial not natural you're not naturally creating and it's not a human art means made by humans we are created in the image of a creator to create to be creative you are not the same way how if i use click funnels i am not a website designer i would be a funnel hacker i would have to choose an appropriate title you cannot claim to be something that you're not. I mean, yes, I know I am the greatest in affirmations and speaking things into existence. But at the same time, if you if a person robs a bank for a million dollars, are they a millionaire? If a person stands in a garage, are they a car? If you go to the zoo, are you an animal? Like, I'm just being honest with you. I'm being honest. Like, the, the bigger picture, like, just because you claim something, can you verify it? Like I'm reading dot-com secrets. Thank you. Someone's reading dot-com secrets by Russell Brunson. Look, I dot-com secrets, expert secrets, traffic secrets. That's a million dollars worth of game right there. You can learn how to change your entire mindset. Perfect example. Here's what I do with AI art. Watch this. I don't compete with my competition. I make them irrelevant. W Chan Kim. That's in Dom um, expert secrets. You need to get out of this red ocean of AI art, AI art, AI art. You need to get into a blue ocean of Afrofuturism art or your niche in your in your art. We need to get out of the big picture and focus on what you're doing. Manga blew up because they were in their zone. Yes, Osama Tezuka was inspired by Disney and all these other people, but he focused in his zone. You read Blackjack, you read Phoenix, you read Astro Boy. It's culturally connected. It's the reason why manga is beating 
all the other forms of comics. Like it's the number one. It's outpacing American comics. Why? It's focused on culture. If you focus on culture, kings and queens, who's going to stop you? These artificial intelligence things only take what's pretty. Take like, what's if you pretty. Go to, like if you go train. to train. and you type in cat, here's what you will see. Millions and millions of pictures of cats drawn by people that are not the best or amazing artists. What do you see when you see AI art of cats? The best art. Well, guess what they're doing? Just like an algorithm, taking only the best. So if you have a Looney Tune style, that's a hack right there. It's drawing your style. Your style. <laughs> And also with the um, with the culture and being finding your own lane, that's one of the reasons to me. That's one of the reasons why hip hop is has never been. Nobody's come close to taking over hip hop because they're emulating our culture instead of being finding their own lane. You know, through rapping, they're they're overseas dressing like black people. You know, trying when that has nothing. Not to say that has nothing to do with hip hop. But like they're trying to be like us instead of rising above creatively. They're stuck in a cycle of, oh, black people are cool. And we, you know, we are, but it's like they're not and until they find their own lane, they're not going to become cooler. And it doesn't look like they're going to um, you know, find that anytime soon. But um yeah, I'll just I'll leave it at that. No, you're, <laughs> no, totally, you're right. totally right. Because literally, because literally the five elements of hip hop are b boying, b boying, MCing, MCing, DJing, DJing, tagging, tagging, knowledge of knowledge self, of self, which is culture, which is culture. Right. So at the end, so of at the end of the day, no matter how many times you switch it, art is is always connected always connected to culture. To culture. So you always so you want to always look, at it, look at it from that aspect. Um, but someone um, else but mentioned, mentioned um, let's see, reason said, I like this tape. Um, Bloodborne um, Blood Universe, Universe said, I have expertise with the ready to go. That's, That's amazing. amazing. But I feel, but I when, feel we when we get back to it, this is just this changing, is just changing everything. everything. And I'm grateful And I'm grateful for it because when you see when the, you see the darkest, darkest dark of your life, that's when you go to the next level. It's only after your darkest moment do you get to your greatest point, your greatest transformation. That's that's when I found my purpose in life. When I hit rock bottom, uh, lost ten thousand dollars, lost my savings, um, divorced. Couldn't take care of my child, living at my mom's house, car gone, um, and it was cold. <laughs> I had hit rock bottom and then found my purpose in 2018 and was like, I'm doing things backwards. I was trying to get money to 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 pursue my purpose instead of pursuing my purpose and getting money along the way. And it took me, I had to go through that horrible, horrible transformation of hitting rock bottom at 28 and thinking like, dang, like, what am I doing? And then um, God helped me reestablish my my relationship with God and um, realized I'm to I'm the person to make a profound impact in black comics and black animation. And I need a team around me 
and it's going to it's going to take the rest of my life and it's going to be worth it every bit. I didn't need the money. I didn't need a, a top tier digital marketing agency um, to make that happen. I just needed to start start reaching out. And then I found Juasso. Then I, I found Great Gale Co. You know, and I, I, I realized we're on the same path, you know, and it, it's going to be these moments that we'll look back at uh, years from now and realize we're we we are on the, the, the right path and things are only going to get better. But we've been through those dark moments <laughs> and that's why we're here and that's why we can appreciate each other's uh, progress, future and success. But yeah, you definitely got to go through that. To, uh, I mean, some people get lucky. Don't get me wrong. Some people out, maybe out of a hundred, maybe one person might just be like, "Hey, you know," and and shoot off and be great. But um, generally, the way human brains work, you gotta you gotta hit hit the yamcha, and then um, turn turn things around. I'll I'll leave it at that. Yeah, uh, it's it's so important to just do what you're good at instead of trying to do things that don't fit you because you think it'll bring you new results. The E Ching says basically that if nothing, if you if if there's no change, then nothing changes. So a lot of us will try to do as much craziness as possible so that we can have a certain outcome instead of just doing a thing we're always getting resources from in the first place in order to make sure that more cool stuff happens. Because as long as you keep operating, your purpose is going to balloon into other things. When I was by myself, sitting alone, drawing in my room, I had commissions and I had people that I knew and stuff, but it wasn't until I started engaging with the people that I was able to have my mind expanded by the conversations that are having. And to your point about experience and having life experience to influence the art or to inform in the art, those experiences do not have to be in the physical realm. Those physical experiences can come from digital interactions. The more you're engaging a community, the more experiences you're going to have and the more connections that you're going to have so that when the time comes to have physical interactions or just over time digitally, you're going to experience things and learn things about people emotionally that can influence the ways that you do things. I don't necessarily go outside unless it's to train, and eat food, and visit certain people. Otherwise, I'm not going outside, but because of the things that happen in the digital realm, I can do what I please the vast majority of the time, and that influences all the stuff that gets made, supplemented by all this study of all these different histories and cultures and languages that I've been researching. So that, that research and then that personal experience definitely goes into getting you a product and a project and engagements that allow you to do things in your community. But that's why it's so very important for us to continue engaging our communities, it, no matter how small it is, and giving our communities the experience to uh, talk to us and be able to engage with us um, on the different platforms that we have and cross-platform as well, so that they can grow from uh, having us as platforms to, to meet on and engage with, even if we don't engage with them directly. Profound wisdom. Yes, yes, definitely. Yes, definitely. Sorry, sorry. Um, um, my mentor did my mentor... say one time, exposure equals expansion. And everything you're saying is like completely on point with that. But it's so true. Like we still get so caught up in just we want the money. We want the money. We want the money. We want the success. We want the fame. We want the acclaim. And 
I feel it's going to have people, like I mentioned, some people in the AI art community feel that they're gods because they can rob people, you know, digitally and take their art and just put it out quickly. Like this famous artist, Jim Jong, I forgot what his name is. Famous inker. You may know who he is, Lee. Kim Jong-gi. Kim Jong-gi. You saw what happened after he passed away and the AI artist trained the AI model to do his art. That's like, a fact. You know what I'm talking about. It's, it's crazy. It's almost like disrespectful. Like someone could literally just pass away and go to heaven or wherever. And it's crazy that someone can just literally use a machine, feed it, and then just like put out art and say they're just as good as the person. Or if they see someone like Mahan is talking about drawing something, they didn't finish it. And yes, Jab, 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 Right Hook by Gary Vaynerchuk, amazing book to get. Um, they will literally see you doing your art illustration. You didn't finish it. They will use AI to finish it for you and then say that they want the credit. Like, why don't you put your name on the actual illustration? So it's like getting into an area of ownership, who owns what. And I feel that this is a perfect time right now, kings and queens, to find out how to separate yourself. Don't just aim for the bottom level where I'm like getting five and 10. Even if it takes some investments, find out how they like charge premium value. Hundreds or thousands. Teach people. Don't just sell something. Sell something and sell something. Like that'll change everything for people. If you as an artist can go from a service to a product, like it's somewhere. I don't want to give it all away. But the point is you have to exposure equals expansion. What are you, who are you around? Perfect example. If you're around five AI artists, you'll be the sixth one. If you're around six millionaires, you'll be the seventh one. So it's like your community, who are you associating yourself with? Are you in a room that's literally challenging you to be great? Because someone literally said, if your circle is not challenging you to be great, you're in a cage. It's sad, but it's true. You need to be around people who inspire you to be great. That's why I love having amazing panels like this with Lee Juwasu, Jordan, Mahanale, um, Dope Girls Comics, Lena, all these people who are amazing at what they do. We need more discussions like this so we can help the community grow and realize what you need to do to get to the next level. Like these are, everyone here is an expert in one way or another in what they do creatively. So it's like, I'm so excited that everyone was here for this amazing panel. I can't believe it's been almost two hours, which is crazy. But I just want to end off with saying, um, let's see, finishing up. Where are we going to be next? Well, Thank you again, panelists, for joining me. The next place you'll see me, Great Gale Co., I'm going to be at Virtuous Con the February 25th and 26th. Um, amazing event. Lee mentioned that you know he doesn't go outside unless it's like for specific events. I can understand. I'm the same thing. I don't go to many events, but I do go to Virtuous Con as many times as possible. If you're looking for a great place to network and learn different aspects, because they have amazing panels with amazing famous people, um, that's one thing. But as a vendor, amazing. Best digital comic experience I've ever seen. So check out VirtuousCon, February 25th and 26th. Um, it's going, you can just go to um, the VirtuousCon on Instagram, check it out. Um, in addition to that, I just want to ask panelists, what, how can anyone that's watching this get in contact with you, get in touch with you, support you on your mission? J-U-A-S-O. If you look up Juasso on Google, you'll be able to find me. Uh, my email is there. Instagram is there. Uh, TikTok. I hate TikTok, but there's a TikTok that exists as well. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to get in contact, if you want to put something up on the website, we got some questions about creation, commissions, animation, all that fun stuff. Just let me know. I got you. Uh, first, thanks for having me on, King. Really appreciate that. Uh Second, 
you can contact me at underscore at underscore Jordan Taylor Davis. Uh, D-A-N-T-A-Y-L-O-R-D-A-V-I-S. Um, also, click the link in my bio on my Instagram uh, or go to Indiegogo.com and type in Love Blurds. Uh, make sure to check it out, donate, share. And a share is worth about $35, $50. Um, I need all the help. I can get to get the original designs to do the web comic and ideally have some animation. Um, but I've got some amazing projects coming up this spring and summer, and I need as many people as possible uh, behind me with this. Uh, so, yeah, check me out on Instagram underscore Jordan Taylor Davis. And um, yeah, and you can Google you can Google Jordan Taylor Davis and I'll pop up. Perfect. 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 Tag, them below. tag them below. You can find you out. Can find out. Report. 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 All of that. All of it's that. Really it's really amazing. Uh, if you want uh, to, if you want to get in touch with me, I am you. I am you. Want to um, see um, you? Great you can just you type, can just type in, in at Greatville Co. Instagram. You'll find me. YouTube. You'll find me. YouTube. You'll find me. Stand base. Um. We can focus. We can focus well. And what we have right now. And what we have right now is the chapter of one, two, three. And last but not least, four. four. We literally have, we literally have an actual Black History Month. An actual, an actual series, series of manga. We ain't just talking out here like, oh, we're coming after these people saying this and that. No, no, no. We actually do this for real. In real life. In real life. So, like, out here, you can find me. I'm going to be at Virtuous Con. Other events you'll see. But, again, thank you so much, Kings and Queens, for supporting this channel. Thank you for listening again to, again, this is all part of Elevate With The Podcast, where we inspire kings and queens to seize greatness with actual conversations like this that stir your mind and empower your imagination. So thank you again to everyone that was a part of this panel. Look forward to more episodes. This is just the beginning. And I cannot wait for you to see what's coming next. Until next time, keep winning, kings and queens. Have a phenomenal Friday.